This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man. How the heck are you? It is Wednesday, January 26th. 2022 Roids squats do you even lift do you even lift uh we got to get to steroids in baseball squat <coughs> squatting in the gym does dayquil work <laughs> yeah yeah no it doesn't no you idiot uh Roger Clemens and Bill Clinton and, you know, other machinations and stuff. Yeah. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this channel right now. And if you are listening on audio podcast, subscribe by going to themontyshow.com. Uh, or you can just Google search The Monty Show, find our YouTube channel, click subscribe, give us a thumbs up, and you can win this Xbox Series X. Let's go. When we get to... Didn't we say 3,000 subscribers on YouTube? Yeah. When we get to 3,000 subscribers. Subs. Subs. Uh, we're going to give away this Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, cur- currently, up in this mall, f- uh, we are at 20, woo, 2883. Yeah! Wow. Get in. I mean. Hundreds of subscribers since we announced this contest. Top so, dog at Microsoft right here, bro. Let's do this thing. Yeah. Xbox Series X. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't forget, we're also giving away a PS5, which yeah. we have to talk about coming up later. Uh, because Activision, who is owned by Microsoft. Hey, look at that. Yeah. Uh, Activision, who's owned by Microsoft, made a huge announcement about PS5s. We're giving away this PlayStation 5 on TikTok. All you have to do is follow us on TikTok. Uh, like, uh, you know, like the post, there's a video there. Um, follow us on TikTok, like the post comment, and you can win the PS five. It's that simple. Find Pretty us easy. on TikTok at the Monty show underscore at the end. So at the little ampersand at thing in your mom, do it, uh, the Monty show, and then put a underscore at the end. Pretty easy to find. Um, Brylark says, what's up guys? <coughs> Not much. Hi. Uh, Brylark got his t-shirt, by the way. Oh, did he? Brylark got his t-shirt. Appreciate the Let's DM. Go. Edgar Garcia says, good morning, boys. Good eye, Mike. Hello. Funky Orion. Uh, whatever you say, stud. Yeah. Um, sure. Let's get our show rolling. Make sure you give us a thumbs up if you're here. Appreciate you. Um, why don't we start talking Utah Jazz in this trade rumor? that has Robert Covington coming to the Jazz in exchange for Joe Ingles. Not happening. Um, That trade was never discussed, and I I don't know where this rumor started. I got a very strong denial of that deal that there was ever a discussion of Robert Covington straight up for Joe Ingles. Never. Uh, Never, because the the thing that really stands out to you about that deal is uh, it makes absolutely no sense. Um, both of them are in expiring contracts. Both of them are declining. Robert Covington does not make you a better defensive team. There is no upside for either the Utah Jazz or the Portland Trailblazers. And frankly, if we're being honest, Robert Covington stepping in for Joe Ingles, Jake, 
is a D, a downgrade for the Utah Jazz. This trade never made sense from the beginning. Yeah, and I and I think that's the best way to say it. And and I think you know a lot of times in the NBA we start getting into hypotheticals and and wow, what would this look like and what would that look like? And then you get your random Covington for rando for, for you know Jingle and Joe as Bowler Jack would like to say. Uh, you get random trade things like that, and and it's like, dude, this doesn't even make any sense. Why why would why would either team want to do that? And so I just think that you know we're we're not quite in silly season yet in the NBA. No, we're but close. We're close, and I think that you know we're starting to see, you know, the Ben Simmons thing heat up. We're starting to see some other other portions heat up. But I think for the Jazz. You know, they're they're they've got the Suns again. You know, they're they obviously lost the other night, but I think that it feels like, in a way, the Jazz have kind of turned the corner a little bit emotionally, as far as like where the locker room is at and how this team is feeling. You know, I think when when you know you go all the way back to the Pistons loss on the road when everyone was healthy, and it felt like that loss kind of launched them into like this negativity string for about ten days. And now that Don's in concussion protocol and Rudy's got the calf strain and, you know, there's some things happening, I think a lot of people are just kind of saying, okay, well, you know, the regular season doesn't matter and, okay, we're two games or I think it's actually technically three games out of the fifth seed now, you know, where they're the fourth seed. They're three games away from being the fifth seed if they keep losing. You know, I don't think people are going to start panicking until they're like the fifth or sixth seed officially. So we'll see. I do think that this game coming up for the Suns is, is super important on a number of levels. Number one, I think, you know, it'd be nice to win this game just to feel good about yourself and specifically to feel good about the talent on the back end of the bench. You know, um, the Suns are not going to be playing most of their guys again. You know, Book and CP are going to play, but you're not going to have, you know, the Aitons and the Kaminskys and, you know, a bunch of other guys. So I think you have a shot to win this game. But I think overall right now you're going to hear a lot of, hey, the Jazz are involved in this or they're involved in that or, you know, hey, are they the third team here or there? And that you should not be surprised by that because that's where their opportunities lie. So I'd love to see them get involved as a third team on the Ben Simmons situation, not to acquire Ben Simmons, but to acquire somebody. Um, I would love to see that, but, you know, we'll see what happens. I, who knows if they're actually going to move Ben Simmons this season. Well, what I would say is I'd love to see the Jazz involved in a Ben Simmons deal. I wouldn't mind Ben Simmons being on the Utah Jazz, but I think at this point that's highly unlikely. I, From what I understand and what I was told last night, um, the Jazz were involved in a trade that involved Robert Covington, um, but that deal very simply was the Jazz as a third team involved in Portland ending up with Ben Simmons, the Blazers ending up um, with Damian Lillard, and picks and players exchanging between the three teams. So Portland ending up with Ben Simmons, the 76ers ending up with Damian Lillard. That's correct. Okay. Is that not what I said? No, that's not what you said. Did I get that backwards? <laughs> you, you said, no, you just you just said the Blazers are going to get everybody. Blazers are getting Dame. They're getting Ben Simmons. Well, you know. let me – and I, I want to make sure that I – I want to make sure that I get this right because yeah. I think it's important. But yeah. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, as, as much as we sit here and talk about trades and we all want to fantasize about, um, you know, what's going on, that, that the jazz are not trying to get Robert Covington straight up. Yeah. Um, and that was part of a, that was part of a much larger deal that had Damian Lillard. And as I got it last night, Damian Lillard and, uh, Nurkic, 
um, with Ingles to Philadelphia, Powell in a second-round pick to Utah, and a buyout of Covington. See, I like that. Norman Powell, that's a good pickup. That if makes you're a, a lot third of sense. Team, that's a good pickup. But again, you know, the timing of this deal was, you know, right, was, was kind of back a little bit. This I, is in the I, past. I want to say that it was six weeks ago when Damian Lillard hadn't decided to have surgery yet. Um, and once Damian Lillard decided to have surgery and he essentially is out for the season, that kind of ends Philadelphia's interest or involvement in that deal because they've been very straight up in saying that if we're going to trade Ben Simmons, if we're going to move him, we need a star player that can contribute now. Joel Embiid is having the season of his career. They're trying not to waste that. Yeah. But again, I just go back to Philadelphia and everything that I've heard, um, and, and frankly, everything that's being reported is that the Philadelphia 76ers are no closer today to trading Ben Simmons than they've ever been. Um, and they are asking for a King's ransom that nobody is willing to pay. Yeah. Um, and what is really surprising to me um, is that guys like Jeremy Grant are not being moved right now. Um, he is a guy that has has a lot of value around the league, but it seems like, and I say again, it seems like everybody's waiting for that first big trade chip to fall. Yeah. And that has not happened yet, whether that's Jeremy Grant or whether that's Ben Simmons or who else you want to point to. I don't know that we see a superstar dealt at the deadline. Um, I think that the Lakers and Rockets, you know, have infrastructure to make a trade, but I think trading Russell Westbrook's contract is next to impossible. Mm -hmm. That is a very difficult deal to move. Yeah. Because, you know, the proposed deal is essentially John Wall for Russell Westbrook, two guys that are not contributing at the level that was expected for their franchises. John Wall hasn't played a game this year. He essentially is acting as a player coach at this point. Um, I mean, and Russell Westbrook's just now last night, I thought he played really well in Brooklyn. To be honest with you, I thought that was one of his better performances Agreed. shooting wise, attacking the basket defensively. I think he's gotten a lot more intelligent since he got benched, mm -hmm. but they're trying, they would like to move Russell Westbrook to give themselves some flexibility to compete. Are they going to be able to do that? I don't know. Yeah. But what I do know is the Jazz are not trading Joe Ingles to Portland straight up for Robert Covington. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, with what's going on in the NBA right now, I think, you know, going back to the Jeremy Grant thing, I, I think the other thing that's not helping Jeremy Grant's case, if you will, as far as being traded, is he doesn't want to go to a team like the Lakers and play second fiddle to AD and LeBron. You know, Jeremy Grant is somebody who wants to go to a team and he wants to be the centerpiece. And I respect that. I, I understand why you would feel that way and, and why you would want that. But at the same time, when we look around the league and we're like, hey, why have we not gotten any kind of real tangible moves yet? Well, I think it's a combination of, you know, yeah, people are waiting for Ben Simmons, but I think more to the point, people are are being very stubborn about what they want in the trade market. Meaning, like, if, like, if look at the 76ers, what you were just saying. Hey, we're not going to trade Ben Simmons unless you get us a a equal or better player than Ben Simmons in in return. I look at Jeremy Grant. Hey, I'm not going to accept a trade to a team where I'm going to play second fiddle, which automatically eliminates a ton of their opportunities to trade him. If you think about it, because they wanted to do business with the Lakers, you know they. Jeremy Grant claims that that the Bulls are on his list, but at the same time. You know, that the culture there, does he fit in there? Does that is that actually a good fit for him? So I think you have a lot of these guys who are saying, Yeah, sure, trade me, but I have this laundry list of requirements. And 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 I feel like, you know, on get up this morning, of course, who are they talking about? Aaron Rodgers. It reminds me of the whole Aaron Rodgers situation again, right? That Aaron Rodgers only wanted to go to a title contender and he wanted all this stuff. 
And it just seems like players understand now more than ever that they kind of control their fate. So I don't know. You know, I just think that the Ben Simmons thing is is sort of the 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 last, you know, piece that's holding everybody up. Because I feel like once that happens, you're going to get this domino effect. They're going to do, the Sixers are going to do their deal potentially with the Kings maybe or, or another team. Once that happens, that signals a sign to everybody else. So it's just like, just like anything else in the world. But I just hope that, you know, for Ben Simmons' sake, you know, love him or hate him, you know, right now he's just burning his career in well, time. And I think guys like Ben Simmons are interesting, but I think it's going to be more like teams like the Boston Celtics who want to re rework that roster. And I think you're going to see that. I think the Celtics, and I know, again, I was told yesterday that the Celtics and Jazz have a really open line of communication. They are two of the most active teams trying to make deals to improve their situation. Yeah. But what you're what you're learning and what I've consistently heard about the Jazz are that they just don't have any leverage. They yeah. don't have very much to offer to anybody to make a deal. So when you're looking at what the Jazz are able to do, the Jazz, I think, realize that they need to start the trade market by being in a, a third team on a big trade. That's going to get you second-round picks. They don't have many picks to trade. They have a trade exception that they can use. But, I mean, they really don't have any assets that a lot of other teams are after. So you really are over a barrel when you're trying to make a deal if you're the Utah Jazz. So what that looks like is the situation we talked about. You know, and if you want to be more practical about it, look at Boston trying to make a deal. And I know there's a lot of Celtics fans talking about whether or not they would trade Jalen Brown. I'm telling you right now, there is a belief around the NBA that Jalen Brown's available if you want him. Jason Tatum is not available. Jalen Brown's available. Marcus Smart certainly is available. And again, I will say I would love Marcus Smart on the Utah Jazz. Yeah. It's simply a matter of what comes back in return, right? Okay, well, if you're the Boston Celtics, you're probably not making a one-for-one -one deal for Marcus Smart with the Jazz. Yeah. Because what do you really get from that? You're not getting something that's going to make you instantly a better team. You're not getting a younger, better player, which I think is probably what they're after. Yeah. Does Mike Conley really appeal to you? Well, I don't know that the Jazz want to trade Mike Conley because I think the Jazz want to be one of the top seven teams in the Western Conference. And their feeling is that if they make the playoffs, that's a success right now because this team, frankly, is just not performing at a very high level. Yeah, I mean, they're struggling. There's no there's no doubt about it. And I, and I think, you know, whether you look at the injuries or you look at, um, you know, COVID protocol or whatever the case may be. I, and again, you know, we said this earlier in the season when the Jazz were hot and they were winning all these games and everything that eventually it would come back around. And, and, and I think, you know, the only reason we know that is because it happens to every single team. This isn't unique to the Utah Jazz. I mean, any of the best teams in the league have gone through that situation where, okay, COVID's ravaging our team. That means we got to play more bench players, and then that means injuries are going to stack up on those bench players. And now we're going to have to sign more 10-day contracts like Daniel House Jr. Um, you know, and, and that's just a process that's playing out. So, yeah, would making the playoffs be a success right now? Absolutely, I think it would be a success. But I think, again, like we always get back to with the Don situation and, and the bigger picture – I, you know, Don, Don and players like Don are not going to sit around for seasons on end and go no. through this, you know? And, and so I, I think the, the, the right way to put it is, yeah, he's going to go through this for a season, maybe two if he's patient, 
but I agree with the logic of this front office needs to, you know, after the season, no matter what happens, needs to sit down with Don and say, look, man, this is the plan. This is what we're going to try and do to put a ring on your finger. And yeah. what do you think of that? So, you know, I, I just, I think you hear a lot of teams wanting to do things, mm -hmm. but wanting to do something has never gotten anything done. And I, I think, again, I would just caution jazz fans. I think the next eight months are going to be very difficult. I think that you're going to see some, some guys that you really are attached to going in different directions. Yeah. And I think that there's a, a likelihood that when we get to training camp next fall, that this roster is going to look remarkably different. Mm -hmm. And I think you have to see a broader picture. Speaking of Philly, is, is it a trust the process situation? <laughs> I, I think I you, guess I, 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 I think mean, so. <laughs> I, well, because you just don't have name me a situation or a team in recent NBA history. Who's done this. There's only one I can think of and it's the LA Lakers. And frankly, <coughs> excuse me, frankly, I think the Lakers did it by trading most of their young assets for a superstar player in Anthony Davis. And what happened? They won a championship. Yeah. Well, he's also missed a lot of time. Yeah. He finally returned last night in Brooklyn and played pretty damn well, by the way. But I mean, when you look at that kind of deal, that's the deal the Jazz need. They just don't have young players. Yeah. They need a transformative two three deals i mean this is probably three trades yeah to to remake this roster and and grow a younger base the other question is how many now of the bottom seven players on this roster how many are you married to i mean i, I don't know that there is anybody on this roster outside of don that i'm absolutely attached to i mean jared butler i think jared butler is going to be an nba player i don't have any doubt about that but he's got a long way to go. Defensively, Jared Butler is kind of a mess right now. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why he's not playing. I mean, it's obviously he can shoot. He can play. He can play offensively. Yeah. The decision-making is something that happens on the offensive end anyway. The decision-making happens with reps in minutes. You get better in the NBA by playing minutes on offense. On defense, it, it is – it's going to be a learned – skill for him because it just does not seem like he has great defensive instincts which is why I think he's not playing somebody like an Eric Pascal plays because he brings you tremendous energy and he's going to battle and fight and he's not the easiest guy to deal with on either end right yeah I don't know why Quinn's not playing him but what I will say about Eric Pascal is he's not transformative he's not a guy you must have on your roster mm -hmm. he's a guy that a team like Golden State I'm surprised let go because he's that guy that's got a, a, you know, he's got that booty luggage and he's got shoulders and mm -hmm. he's that guy that, you know, in game five, when you have two minutes left in the, in the quarter, you bring him in and he bangs and he gets you that extra rebound or that extra drop that mother. Yeah. He brings you that extra cleanup basket. Yep. So I'm a little surprised they offloaded him, but the jazz are not using him to his highest, best use. Mm -hmm. Right. But other than that, is Trent Forrest really somebody that you're like, and I know a lot of jazz fans think he's the greatest thing since sliced rookies, but right. Right. Is Trent Forrest really somebody that you're going to get emotionally involved with? I'm not. Yeah, I don't think so. I, you know, I think what's happening now, it, it more than you know, the Jazz getting, you know, getting you know married to anybody on the roster, you know, however you want to word that. Like, I think more than that, I, I think what they're trying to do is build trade value. Like, if I'm Danny Ainge, that's my message 
to Quinn Snyder, you know, assuming that Quinn's going to be here next year. Like, hey, we need to build trade value. We need to show that Jared Butler can can be traded to another team much the same way a Talon Horton Tucker can. We need to we need to try and get as close to that as we possibly can. I'm not saying that Jared Butler is anywhere near what Talon Horton Tucker has provided and, and shown as a Laker. But my point is, is when you look at that dynamic, the Lakers are able to offer Talon Horton Tucker as a trade ship in in those conversations and not have it be laughed at. And so I look at the Jared Butlers. I look at the Elijah Hughes. I look at, you know, the Azabukis, these young guys who, who some of them are NBA players, some of them are not, but none of them are being developed. And that's the problem. And, and I think, yeah, minutes, sure. But I think, hey, you know, we got, we got to teach – Azubuki had to do some things. We got to teach Jared Butler how to how to be better Dude, defensively. I'm like, so, Udoka Azubuki's not an NBA center. But either way, even if he, he is or if isn't. he isn't, right? My point just is is that they have this little pool of talent, like three, four guys on the back end of their roster that are are begging to be developed and turned into assets because you don't have draft capital. So to me, when I look at the roster, I'm like, dude, like that's where you have to go to make things happen. And see, I, if I'm the Jazz, I'm calling somebody like the Knicks. If I'm the Jazz, I'm calling, I'm calling teams that are close and need polished professionals because mm-hmm. that's what you have. I don't, I, I, I'm trying to get younger and and more athletic on the wings. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to do. I need somebody. And I, you know, like a guy like a Julius Randle is never going to happen. Right. But I need a Julius Randle skill set. I need somebody that can shoot the three, but is also able to get to the basket, can finish at the rim. Like I need a Boyan Bogdanovich that's got more athletic ability. Yeah. Who's younger, who's durable. That's what this team is severely lacking. Yeah. Wing defenders who can give you a couple things on offense because you don't offense on this team. You know, it with with Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Rudy Gobert, offensively you should be fine with just those three. Yeah. Right? Because you can score at the rim, you can shoot the three. Rudy's gonna help you with offensive rebounds and second chance points. But right now, the way this team is constructed, Rudy Gobert is your most important player. Yeah. Unequivocally, he's your most important player. And it sounds kind of weird to say that, doesn't it? Yeah, because it's, it, it's a mistake. Yeah. It's a huge mistake. Yeah. And that direction is what this team has to change. And you change that one of two ways. You trade Rudy Gobert, which is highly unlikely. Yeah. Or you completely remake the roster of guys that are around him. And you get guys who can play defense and you get guys who can attack the basket. Because this team is far too reliant on offense uh, or on offense. They're far too reliant on the three. Mm-hmm. And they are just not good at all on defense. Yeah. And and that's that's just the 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 truth of it. By the way, a couple other things I want to mention in the NBA. Yeah. I need whatever LeBron's taken. Dude. I and I, I will just continue to say, I have never seen him play this well. Line of cane and B twelve. I guess. Whatever it Get is. Get some, bro. Get some. I mean, my my God. Yeah. I mean, he dude's is, playing out of his mind. I mean, what what is he? Thirty six, thirty five, I mean, whatever his age is you know, mid thirties and just proving a point. And, and, and I think that, um, you know, obviously father time is undefeated, but LeBron's relationship with father time is pretty damn good right now. I'd say. And I think that, you know, he's, he's out here to prove that, that he hasn't fallen off and that, and that all the nonsense about, you know, all the Lakers are just not a good team and LeBron can't carry the team anymore and all that. He, I, I genuinely believe 
that LeBron is on a mission to prove a point. And I love to see that. And, and no matter, again, no matter where you come down on the LeBron, Kobe, Jordan conversation, yes. that doesn't matter right now. That's just not relevant to where LeBron is at. Frankly, in my opinion, what's more relevant is saying, hey, we need to enjoy this guy while he's still in the league. We need to appreciate yes. what he's able to do while he's still in the league. Because if you think about it, and I don't mean to scare NBA fans, but if we get out of jazz land for a minute, we get into just general NBA land for a minute, you're talking about the greatest shooter of all time in Stephen Curry, one of the best scorers, just pure, polished, straight-up killers on the offensive end in Kevin Durant, one of the greatest of all time in every area, area in LeBron James, all being on the back end of their career right now. We need to understand and appreciate uh, that, dude. Kevin Dur is Kevin Durant. Yes, on the back he's on the back end. Of I his think career. he's. At, I don't think so. I think he's on the peak at the peak of his career. Mm. You cannot continue to play him those minutes, which is why you're seeing them rest, KD. I, <coughs> I think he and Steph Curry are at the peaks. They are not on the backside of their career. I mean, wow. guys, guys are going to start playing into the late. Dude, they're 30s. not. They're not 27 anymore. That's my point. They're right, in their thirties. But, 30s. Uh, but I, I don't even know how old Kevin Durant is. But uh, I, a guy like Kevin Durant, um, to me, I think he's early thirties. I think he's like thirty-two. I think Kev, a guy like Kevin Durant, um, he's thirty-three. I think 33. Kevin Durant plays until he's forty. Wow. I mean that that is. I think that's. But again, what you're that's seeing. his prerogative, right? Like again, we don't know how long he's going to play. We don't know what he'll choose to do. And I think you have, like right now, he's probably the best player in the league when he's playing at 100%. Steph is also 33. Right. I mean, I, I look at, um, you know, like James Harden is a guy that strikes me who's on the way down. He's also 32, about to be 33. Right. Um, he strikes me as a guy that's on his way down. How old is DeMar DeRozan? DeMar DeRozan's got to be, I believe he's 34. I want to say he's 30, 32, excuse me. He'll be 33. So, I mean, you're looking at guys. I mean, DeMar DeRozan's never played better basketball. He's at his peak. Right. KD's at his peak. Steph's at his peak. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I think of that group. I, but I agree with you. It doesn't fucking matter. I agree with you. Th this is a golden era. These guys have now moved into the golden era of offense in the NBA. Yeah. This is the best offense we've ever seen. We've moved out of the reliance on the three-point shot. All of these guys that we've mentioned, LeBron, KD, Steph, um, Kyrie certainly is in Harden. that conversation. James Harden. Paul George. Well, I think Paul George, I, I've, I've said for years, I think Paul George is the best mid-range player in the game. I mean, he's hurt. He's not playing now. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I think his mid-range game is lethal. Mm -hmm. um, I look at Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi just doesn't play a lot of basketball. Yeah, I don't so know where Kawhi Leonard is. He's going to play longer. Well, they're not going to rush him back. Yeah, and I don't wow. think they should. I mean, you look at that win, that shot by Luke Kennard last night. I mean, they have. Yeah. And this is what I say about the 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 what lacks for the Jazz. This is why the Clippers are so damn dangerous. They have mid mid range guys that are role players. They have guys like I mean, I don't have to tell a single Jazz fan about Terrence Mann, who by the way has gotten better, and he, it because he's really low key and he plays for the Clippers. Nobody's talking Nobody about knows it. about him. Yep. But I'm telling you, when you look at when you look at the way that the the Clippers won that game, if I if I look at the way that um, excuse me, if I look at the way Milwaukee's winning games, mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of the best teams. Obviously, the Suns. It goes without saying. I think you have two of the best mid range players on the globe 
in Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Hey, you look at Damian Lillard in Portland. I mean, you know, I yeah. mean, he may not be, he may not, <coughs> I think he's one of the best guards we have in the game, but you know, he hasn't won anything, but I think just pure entertainment value. He's, he's a hell of a player. You look know? at DeMar and, and Zach Levine. Yep. Um, Boy, that Alex Caruso injury is going to kill them. Gnarly. The Derek Jones Jr. finger fracture is going to kill. They've had so many. They lead the league in minutes missed due to injury. Yeah. I mean, the Bulls. The Bulls should be much better. They're not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look at I look at guys in this league now. We've moved away from the three point for the win. You know, I I think you're seeing. Um, who'd you say the the baseline fade? Oh, man, I can't remember who you said. Rudy what. Gay. Ru- Rudy Gay. Rudy Gay with that baseline jumper. Mm-hmm. That's the shot that wins you a championship these days. Yeah. And I think that it's no longer the three ball. The Jazz have not adjusted to that. Yeah. The Jazz don't play in the mid-range. It, it, they do not. It's either Donovan, at the rim or three. Donovan Mitchell has the ability, but I think Don's fallen in love with the five feet behind the three-point line shot. And – if he will learn that baseline top of the key just inside the arc pull-up jumper, now Donovan Mitchell becomes a complete player, right? And, by the way, that goes without saying that he has to get better defensively. Yeah. So, I don't know. All of that to say the Jazz have to remake their roster. Let's get some of your comments in here. Um, <coughs> it's killing me. Dude, I was, I was over it yesterday. I did not <laughs> cough very much at all. Slept great last night. And now here I am, a snot faucet, and I'm coughing. Come on, man. I just can't fucking get rid of this. Yeah. It is driving me crazy. Never. To be sitting here coughing and, like, it's an, it's, fighting a sneeze. It's it, a pain in the ass. It makes me crazy. Yeah, dude. I'm, I I'm just, with you. God, dog. It makes me crazy. Um, all right. Uh, if you're here right now, please give us a thumbs up. Please look at our affiliate links that are in the description of this video below. Um Jazzy, somebody asked me about my at-home COVID test that I took. I posted a picture of my at-home COVID test last week where I was negative. The coronavirus. That link to that COVID test is in the description of this podcast. If you're listening on audio podcast, it's in the description below. Um, the uh, YouTube, everybody on YouTube, it's in the description below. As are like the link to our emergency that we take every day is in there. Uh, our protein bars. Um, by the way, if you're not a Prime member... I, I also posted an affiliate link because somebody asked me how Prime works. Right now, you can get 50% off of uh, Amazon Prime Let's go. Uh, through that link in the description of this podcast and down. on YouTube. Go check it out, man. It's $3.99 a month for Amazon Prime through that link. It is well worth your bread. Go and get it. Our affiliate links are always there. If there's a product you guys want and you want a discount or an affiliate link, just send me a DM on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. It's all the Monty show, M-O-N-T-Y, the Monty show. Uh, Eric DeVera says, good evening, boys. We're just having fried frogs for dinner. You are not having fried frog. No, Are you being serious right now? My husband pulled out his special sauce, and the kids are excited. Okay, that's a crime in some countries. Uh, Eric in Raleigh says, the Hall of Fame is a joke, Jake. We'll talk about that in a minute. Eric is all pissed off. He should be. 
but he's pissed off for the wrong reason. Uh, Tucker Brady says, morning, fellas. Keep fighting the good fight. Appreciate you, Tucker. Greg Hawkins, what's up? Greg, bro, better, buddy. bro, are you okay, Greg? Are you going to make it? You're on like day four of no stream on your side of the thing. So yeah, what's going on here, dude? I know he's not feeling well. Uh, good evening, everyone. Greg Hawkins says, Bradlark says, do you think Russ will listen to Shaq and slow his game down? I think he is. I think he is. I mean, I think you're seeing him. Russell Westbrook has gotten away from in the last seven years shooting off the bounce and he's become a fast break player and the reason his shot sucks so bad yeah is because he has no fundamentals when he shoots yeah because usually he's not settled he's not square he's floating around yeah and what you're seeing now we saw it last night the infamous tape that you have retweeted because you're a cock uh, of him shooting air balls on bank shots <coughs> yeah <coughs> stop <laughs> Um, you love retweeting that video. Yeah, Russell Westbrook. I mean, it is amazing to me that this guy is it continues to be in the league and he can't shoot a basketball. It's incredible to me. Well, apparently he can because last night, if you noticed, he was a lot more efficient. He hit a bank shot. He hit a couple threes. Like, his pull-up game was pretty good last night, and it's because he's he's gathering himself, dribbling, and then getting off the bounce into a jump shot. That's called NBA basketball. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I do think Brylark, he's going to do that. Uh, Devera says, uh, heard a rumor Sixers trade Ben Simmons for Andrew Wiggins. That's a tough trade, and I don't think it's feasible. I think Robert Kuminga is a critical player for the, for, the, for the Golden State Warriors. And what's so funny to me is, and I don't know if people just don't watch the Warriors. I don't know. But every time Kaminga steps on the floor, it seems like there's some spectacular highlight. Yes. He dunked all over the, the Dallas Mavericks last night. Yeah. Robert Kaminga is going to be. Robert Kaminga is going to be in the future, not right now, going to be a star in this league. I think you're mixing up some names here, kid. What? Isn't it Jonathan Kaminga? Jonathan Kaminga. God. My bad. <laughs> Jonathan Kaminga yeah. for the Golden State Warriors yeah. is going to be a stud. Yeah, He's not right now, but every time Jonathan Kaminga steps on the floor, it seems like there's some crazy highlight. Yeah, I mean, he's a hell of a player already, you know, and he's got a lot of development needed, but, you know. So the idea that he's not a trade chip for Golden State is ridiculous. And anybody that thinks that, that Jonathan Kaminga doesn't have trade value just doesn't know the NBA. Like – he has got legit trade. This is the the Wiseman discussion. I think Jonathan. I think Jonathan Kaminga's trade value is extremely high right now. I think James Wiseman's issue is people don't believe he can stay healthy. Yeah, that's the issue. So his trade value is lower. But what are we talking about? Golden State, the Golden State Warriors, arguably the best team in the Western Conference, the Suns or the Warriors, has all kinds of trade chips. They have all kinds of guys they can move and leverage to bring in more talent. They're going to trade Andrew Wiggins, in my opinion. And by the way, if they didn't make another trade for the rest of the year and next year and for the next foreseeable future, they have the next round of championship caliber talent on their roster. Just They're saying. probably going to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. I have a hard time believing they don't go to the Finals this year. Yeah. The Western Conference Finals. I think they uh, – listen – you look at, at what Jonathan Kaminga brings as a package. His arms are as long as you're tall. <laughs> I mean, he's got incredible length. And the thing that, that you need in the NBA, and I, I think we saw this with Mo Bamba the other night. Did we? 
Yeah, where he dribbled one time from half court and dunked the basketball. Shout the Mobamba. It was incredible. He took one dribble and dunked the basketball from half court. You're looking at that. That's today's NBA player. By the way, what does Mobamba do? Mobamba can shoot a little bit. Jonathan Kaminga can shoot. James shout Wiseman. Mobamba. James Wiseman can certainly shoot. But he can also play at the rim. He can play in the paint. He can play in the mid-range. Yeah. You know, look at Carmelo Anthony last night. Carmelo Anthony is is what LeBron James has done for Carmelo Anthony is he's developed him. Even at this old age, he's put new stripes on the Tiger. Mm-hmm. That turnaround fadeaway to the opposite hand, it's the Kobe fadeaway. It's the Michael Jordan fadeaway. Anybody notice Carmelo Anthony break that out last night? Yep. Anybody notice how wet that three was last night? Like, that's why I'm telling you, the Lakers have trade chips. The Warriors have trade chips. The Suns have trade chips. The Jazz do not. Yeah. So just be ready for that. Uh, bad teams need expiring contracts to get off bad long-term deals, Brandon Whiteside says. Yeah, and I think that's why Joe Ingles is so critical. But here's the problem. If you're the Jazz, is there more value in letting Joe Ingles' contract expire so that you have that contract space? Or is there more value in trading him as part of a larger deal to somebody that will benefit from his expiring contract? It's a real conversation. It's a it's a tough decision to be made. Yeah. And, and it is, right now it's what's holding up the Lakers. This Russell Westbrook deal is a noose around their neck. Like, it is. They need the Rockets to, to dance mean, with them. He is, Russell Westbrook is that weight that you're just trying to carry around. Like, it is so difficult to trade Russell Westbrook because of that contract. It's. Yeah. It's Rudy Gobert. I mean, Rudy Gobert's a hell of a player. Not for $200 million and $41 million a year. I mean, he is a he is an absolute burden because of that salary. Yeah. Russ is a burden because of that salary. And it is, I mean, that that every time you try to make a trade and you're trying to compete in philosophically, anyways, you're trying to compete for a championship, it just gets tighter and tighter and tighter around your neck because you can't. You, the the Utah Jazz can't pay the luxury tax yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah, it it makes no sense. The Brooklyn Nets, sure, go ahead, be it be be an egregious tax repeat offender. They have the money to do that. They have Barclays Center. They have Brooklyn. They have branding. They have market size, TV, third tier. They have James Harden is going to leave the team next this offseason. They know what's coming. <laughs> the Jazz don't have any of that. Yeah, you can't pay the luxury tax. Yeah. So my point is that's that's the difficult part. <coughs> Jared Butler make takes <coughs> <coughs> shoot me now. Jared <laughs> Butler may take some time for him to grow. It, it is It's a project. That's why I don't understand why the jazz are doing what they're doing with him. If you are not going to play him at it, with the big club, send him down to the stars. Like let's get the kids some minutes so that he can refine his tools. So that he becomes a better, more instinctual defender. Yeah. Because right now, just sitting up here playing some minutes, and then you go two weeks without being in a game, that's not going to make you a better player. It's not. Uh, Cody Strickland says, screw them. I'm not attached to anyone. Wow, really? Uh, JC is is the – wow, comment dump. Uh, JC is the new Westbrook on shooting. Joe, basket, Joe basketball time is up. Whiteside looked like he didn't even want to play. That was really disappointing. I'm glad you brought that up, Cody. I was really disappointed in, in – Hassan Whiteside the other night. Yeah. 
Just I mean, no want to, no – you're the starting center on the Utah Jazz right now. No want to, no effort, no desire. Yeah, he may be better as a bench guy. I Nothing. mean, maybe that's better for him mentally, maybe. you know. Maybe. I would never start him again. I wouldn't. Um, does Quinn feel Eric is slow? I don't know. I mean, Eric Pascal's a guy that's got, in my opinion, I don't think he's slow. I think Quinn Snyder – Quinn Snyder has an idea about what this team should be when it's at full strength, and he's not going to go away from that, and that's what makes him great but also can be his worst enemy. You know, he he wants ball movement and a lot of threes a game, and and that's how – that's what he thinks is a winning, a winning formula for the current roster, and I respect yeah. that. But, you know, I just – again – you know, we can go round and round about these guys and everything, but but I think that the the place I always come to with the Jazz is you're in the worst spot you can be in sports, which is just simply you're 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 good enough to be a postseason team, but you're not good enough to be a championship team. So you're not going to be high in the draft, you know, but you don't have any draft capital anyway. You know, you don't have uh, a ton of tradable chips right now. Like you're just in this spot, and so. You know, yeah, they should be developing the young guys, but they're not for whatever but, reason. But the like, is, that's the issue. You're not going to have access to a guy like a Chet Holmgren or yeah. a Jabari Smith, the kid from Auburn. You're gonna have to trade. You're gonna have you know, to continue like, to trade and and do bad trades to move up and do things. And yeah. that's not. I don't know that Danny Ainge is willing. Yeah, I think you would love to have like a a Ty Ty Washington or. I mean, any you of need, the. You need like this team could really use the Chet Holmgrens of the world. You know. Like but the, I the mean, young... you could you you uh, for me anyway. I mean, I don't know where they're gonna go. I mean, I I look at a guy like a, you know the the kid in the G League. The oh my god, um, Marjan Bochamp with the ignite. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't. know. Marjan Bochamp with the ignite. He's a he's a Chris Brickley guy. Um, you would love to draft that kid. He's mm. probably gonna go ten to 13, 14, 15. Yeah. Um, but you would you would love to draft that kid, but you don't have access to that kid because you because you, you you legit you don't have draft capital. Yeah. So, like, I mean, you're you're. Forget it. Uh, you you get my point. Yeah. You're not going to get younger and better through the draft. And here we are back in the vicious cycle of back to the top. Do you even lift? Yeah. Uh, Ryan Buckley says, morning guys. What's up, bud? Good to see you. Austin Lewis says, morning guys. Update on your, uh, bidet acquisition. We oh, haven't yet. shoot. I forgot about the bidet. We have not acquired a bidet yet. Never. I'm holding on to my, my, my pennies right now. I mean, you buy a, you, you buy a piece of real estate. Yeah. Yeah. You got to chill for a while. Well, I, I, and the funny thing is, and we'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the show. Uh, Neville 93 says, good morning, guys. Sup, Mobamba? For real, guys, who's going to the finals? Well, Shout to Mobamba. I don't know how you don't look at – I think I think Milwaukee's the best team in the East. I hate to say that because I, I am not a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Yeah. Um. You know, in the West, I, I, I don't know. I, Memphis is capable of beating anybody in a seven-game series. Yeah, I think Memphis is a team that's really talented, and I think, you know, they'll beat – they'll beat your lower end teams, but the question is going to be, can they execute and play good enough half court basketball against the best teams in the league to beat them? You know? And, and I think they're capable for sure, but in the postseason, on the road, in a hostile environment, mentally challenging, like, like, are they ready to do that? I think is the question. Um, phase on fits says Jaden Hardy is the best G league player. You're an idiot. 
Okay. Well, you're I mean, casual. Jaden Hardy is, I believe, 20 years old or about to be 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when I look at Marjan Bochamp, I think Marjan's 21. And I should look up. I think it's Dyson Daniels is their point guard. That's he. Dyson Daniels may be the best one, but he's only like 18. Yeah. They're, the point is, so, listen, man, we, we don't need to have some. I don't know that I'm an idiot because I, I, I don't know every player on the G League Ignite's yeah, dude, like, top end potential. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, if you want to spend all your time covering the G League Ignite, more power to you. That's not the that's not the conversation we're having, dude. Like, like you know, and by the way, if you want to come into the comments and call people idiots, great. Like, I literally don't care. Uh, the point really is just that the Jazz need more talent. They need more younger talent. That's the point. Funky Orion says, bring water with you. I have it right here. I have my non-carbo uh, Rockstar Recovery right here. Right, it right. Doesn't matter. Right. He says, "Is it possible that the Jazz already know the issue, but they couldn't do much about it?" Yeah. Well, I mean, that's exactly what's happening. You know. Yeah. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, "Jonathan, thank you." Yep. Jonathan Kaminga has potential. Golden State developing him. Wiseman might be traded later. I just don't. I don't know. John. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga. I. I would be really reticent to trade him. Yeah. I mean, he is. He's he's really good. I mean, <laughs> the package that kid shows up with on a nightly basis is. Yeah, dude. I, I mean, he's just he's very difficult to do. He is absolutely. The Jazz are um, beginning a five year rebuild. Eric and Raleigh says there's no such thing in the NBA as a five year rebuild. <laughs> if if it's taken you five years to rebuild, you suck, and it's for a long time, and you're probably going to get fired. Yeah. Right. I mean, you look at the you look at the the Philadelphia 76ers. Five years is a long time. bro. That's too long. That's Can't a long that. time. The new piece of real estate should have a bidet. Greg Hawkins said, bro, come on, dude. There you go. Uh, Kelsey Hamer says, good morning, bro. Ski. What's up? Good Hello. to see you. Um, you know, the Jazz are in their third five year rebuild. Yeah, they are. They always are in a five. Yeah, we rebuild. get it. That's get why, it. you know, the thing on the Jazz real quick is I just don't think that you should with Danny Ainge and Ryan Smith. I don't think you should believe that they're going to do business the same way it's always been done. You don't. Why did you bring him in if you're just going to keep doing what Dennis yeah. Lindsay did? If you're just going to keep signing $40 million contracts to players who don't deserve that? Did you really call him Robert? Yes, I did. Excuse Things happen, me. Dude. I misspoke. Things happen. God like, dog. Damn. Like, why are you guys, why are you guys so <laughs> salty this morning, man? I'm cracked out on Dayquil, and you're, you're giving me. I was talking about, for those of you just tuning in, I was talking about Robert Covington quite a bit, and I said Robert Kaminga instead of John. You're a stupid Kaminga. son of a bitch. I am a stupid son of a bitch, Joe. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, the Jazz are done. Are Drew. The, what? The Jazz are a Drew. Liberty Returns says. Tyler P. says the Jazz are just being the Jazz. They are the definition of mediocre. They are. Eric and Raleigh says it's going to take five years to get out from under the bad contracts. I'm telling you, this Rudy Gobert contract is a real, real problem. It's a real problem. Uh, CJ So Cool Jr. Nice name. Okay. Uh, says Covington, hell no. Too old. We do not need another player over 30. Quinn hates Pascal. Trade Ingles. First, uh, second pick we need a coach who's going to develop in discipline and have movement. I would agree with that. Yes. Run some offense, please. Yeah, they don't run offense ever. Run some offense. Um, Liberty Return says the Jazz already drew Holiday away from the finals. Drew Holiday instead of Mike Conley makes them a better team. There's no doubt about that. Does it? Why? 
because Drew Holiday can play defense, and Mike Conley is not what he used to be defensively. And also, okay. I think Mike there, Conley. There's value in that. I think Mike Conley. I mean, he has shot it well this year, but I, I again, you just have a bunch of guys on this team, and and I'm almost like burned out on saying this, but you have like a bunch of guys on this team who are who are used to bees, and the guys that are here now are, are not good enough. Used to bees. They are. Wow. They are. Joe Ingles is a used to be. Mike Conley was an all-star at one point or whatever. He was really good. Isn't and, my isn't my my like vocal cords it used to be? Yes, your vocal cords are it used to be correct. <coughs> yeah, <coughs> I know. Yeah. So anyway, the point is. Thank you. The point is is that we can go round and round and we can look at all these examples, but at the end of the day, the Jazz have to be aggressive, and I just think that that time is here. What do you guys think about Shaden Sharp? From I I don't want to get into draft prospects. No, we're not doing that, dude. Not yet. Please just. <sighs> Let's get to the playoffs first. <laughs> it's my fault. I shouldn't have brought him up. Yeah. Why do you bring up the G League? Because I was reading a bunch of shit on Sunday night while I was laying in bed, getting ready to sleep and zero G and reading about draft prospects. Okay, good. I'm an idiot. Drew Holiday or Marcus Smart for Mike Conley. Which would you prefer? Well, Marcus. Yeah, casual. <laughs> God, dog. <laughs> Marcus Smart isn't as disciplined as Drew Holiday. Yeah. And I think Marcus Smart shoots a little too much, but that's just me. He doesn't shoot a percentage to shoot as much as he does. Yeah. The Jazz start a guy that wouldn't be a rotation piece on a contender in this league. Royce might be a starter on any playoff team. He wouldn't be. No. I'm not. I am not a Royce O'Neal guy. Nope. I haven't been, you know. Oh, but it's Buckets O'Neal. Buckets O'Neal. One of the best one-on-one -on -one defenders in the league unless he's getting run by by average players. Buckets O'Neal. Shut the fuck up. You're casual. Shut up. Don't ever say that again. I'm going to say no, this again. No, Justin. God damn it. <laughs> Justin Solis would like to start a GoFundMe <laughs> so that I can have a bidet. <clears throat> hey, man. Somebody want to send me a bidet? I'll wash that boho. It's fine. I want a bidet. I'm into it. You want to play with the boho? Okay, let's, you know. The boho. The boho. It's not butthole. It's boho. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pascal should get all his minutes. I don't disagree. Can we talk about the Baseball Hall of Fame after you hit subscribe? And give us a thumbs up if you're here. Hit subscribe to win this Xbox Series X. X. Uh, we're up. See, and this is why people are vultures, which I love. I love you vultures. Um, because we're up 200 subscribers in the last day and a half. Yes! Because you guys want to win an Xbox. 2886 subscribers there you go so we're getting there um by the way we're also giving away a ps5 on uh our tiktok channel all you got to do is follow us give us a like give us a comment on the uh ps5 post on tiktok you're in uh somebody send a bidet to wash that gobert contract away seriously seriously dude seriously um you can't wash away the stains of steroids <laughs> Uh, the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame announced their uh, inductee, inductee into yeah. the Hall of Fame yeah. this coming summer, and it is David Ortiz. Oh, wait. David Ortiz was accused and suspended for steroids. Well, the thing is, Barry Bonds did not get in. Sammy Sosa didn't get in. Mm -hmm. Jose Obreu didn't get in. Mm -hmm. um, all of these steroid-era guys like Roger Clemens didn't get in. Mm -hmm. Andy Pettit. 
didn't get in either. Andy Pettit is my friend. He's he is he's a nice guy, Andy Pettit, but he used steroids and he didn't get in. A Rod. I've never taken steroids. That's a lie. A Rod didn't get in. Why did why did David Ortiz get in? Well, it's pretty simple. People like David Ortiz. Mm-hmm. People don't like Sammy Sosa. People don't like Barry Bonds. And Barry Bonds probably is the one. Mm-hmm. And trust me, having covered the San Francisco Giants in the twilight of my radio career, he is a beloved figure in that town, mm-hmm. as he should be. Barry Bonds is the best offensive player I have ever seen in yeah. any sport. Yep. But my problem is he's also a dick. <laughs> the guy, Barry Bonds, is not well-liked. Barry Bonds, I will even go as far as to say Barry Bonds is not well-respected at all. Yeah. Because he's not a nice guy. He does not treat people well. Yeah. I'm a big believer that, and I don't always practice this, and I've really worked on it, but I'm a big believer that everybody you talk to has to feel like you value them and they're worth a million dollars to you. Yeah. And Barry Bonds never practices that. Mm-hmm. Barry Bonds, to this day, is not well-liked by players that he coached mm-hmm. because he's a dick. Sammy Sosa is weird. Roger Clemens is a liar, in my opinion. Yeah. He's not genuine. A-Rod broke records and made a ton of money, and people resent him. And then you come out and find out he used steroids. I have never taken steroids. <coughs> that's, not, that's not true. But, again, there's brand new audio from Roger Clemens, mm-hmm. you know, of, of him talking about steroids yesterday. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I have never taken steroids for that woman. Damn. <laughs> Roger. Damn. Wow. Bro, Roger. That woman? What? Oh. I want you to listen to me. What? What? Damn, dude. So Jake decided to do a mashup of Bill Clinton and Roger Clemens. And I thought one of the greatest denials ever. I have never had sexual relations with, with that, that woman. woman. But I want to say one thing to the American people. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I have never taken steroids for that woman. Never. B12 and lidocaine. <laughs> it's B12. Lidocaine and B12. B12 and lidocaine. Come on, man. Listen. <laughs> Quint- listen, dude. Qu- Quentin Moyer says he's a casual. <laughs> You're a casual. By the way, by the way, we are going to be dropping uh, <laughs> new shirts that are that say you're a casual. You're a casual. Our artist is on vacation until next week, <coughs> so it will be another week. I apologize for the delay. Uh, Tyler P says steroids make baseball fun. Okay. Cody Strickland says I'm so frustrated trying to figure out how to watch the Jazz versus Nets. Any ideas? Because I'm trying to get my basketball team a night to watch the game. Okay. Quick sidetrack, and then I'm going to give my opinion on the steroid thing. Cody Strickland's been DMing me about how to figure out how to watch this Jazz Nets game for whatever reason, because he has cable and, you know, the Jazz TV Get direct TV. situation. So Call the dish pros. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's, here's my thing. That's literally your solution, man. Never. Well, you're going to have to change that. You're going to have to go, and you're either going to have to get satellite or you're going to have to, yeah, I guess not watch it. I don't know. I don't have a good grip on, you know, because Cody's thing was like, oh, well, I always get blacked out on the league pass for whatever reason. And I don't really suffer from league pass blackout when I'm watching the Jazz because I have DirecTV and I can watch them on DirecTV. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I'm like telling it's you. That, it's pretty straightforward. And so. I, they don't advertise on this show. 
Frankly, nobody does. Um, By choice. But, you know. Uh, we've had offers to advertise, by the way. People ask me about that one. Mm-hmm. 801-424-DISH. Call the Dish Pros. Call Ryan at the Dish Pros. Andy Pettit is my friend. And ask him about Andy Pettit. No, don't. <laughs> don't. Don't. 801 I'm telling you, the Dish Pros are one of the best companies I've ever done business with. I'm going to say this again. If you are struggling to watch jazz games, call the Dish Pros. 801-424-DISH. I want you to listen to me. 801 424 dish <laughs> and you tell them i want the monty direct tv package line of cane and b12 <laughs> while you're watching the game will make boulder not any more tolerable because craig boulder jack's just not great 801-424-DISH call the dish pros and get it that's the way you it, i'm serious i don't understand what the struggle is with jazz tv and i i understand that people are like oh cox cox <laughs> cox cox <laughs> no not cable do not get cable. What a stupid son of a bitch. 801. Thanks, Brandon. 801. Why did I say that? 801-424-DISH. Call the Dish Pros. And I'm telling you, they'll take care of you. They're great people to do business with. Ryan at the Dish Pros is going to hook it up. I'm t- Just tell him you heard it on the Monty Show, please. Mm-hmm. He may remember me or not. I, I don't know. If it's me you want to talk to, perhaps we can arrange a meet. 801-424-DISH. <laughs> Okay. Okay. That's all you have to do. Here's my opinion. That's gonna piss everybody off about the steroid thing. Quentin Moyer says I use Fubo TV because we ain't casuals in this bitch. We ain't <laughs> casuals <laughs> in this bitch. You're a casual. Oh my god, dude. <gasps> Bro. <coughs> that's amazing, Quentin. That's amazing. Bro. Uh, yeah. So here's my opinion on the steroid thing. Yes. I think. I think guys like Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds and and A-Rod and Andy Pennant were all the face of the steroid era. You were guys who went into court and said you had never taken steroids, and then your ass got proven that you took steroids. And so I think you're never going to get away from that. And I think, yeah, there's no denying what Barry Bonds did and what he's capable of and who he was to the game. Yes, he is the most feared offensive player in the History of the game, straight up. I mean, you're walking in with the bases loaded. What other example do you need, right? But the point is, is that David Ortiz, everyone wants to take David Ortiz, and they want to lump him in with Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens and Andy Pettit and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. The difference is, is David Ortiz's test was likely a false positive, and it likely happened with an over-the-counter supplement that was legal. Nobody wants to talk about that. So, yeah, sure, did he test positive for PEDs? Technically, yeah. But was he as egregious of a violator as all these other guys? No. It wasn't even close. So that's why I say on a surface level, you can't just lump David Ortiz in with the rest of these guys. And I got Eric and Raleigh and all these people tweeting me that, oh, well, you know, you got to use the same rules and the same premise. And and the committee is just making up rules as they go. And it's like, no, dude, if you think the committee is just making up rules as they go, you don't understand how this process works. Yes, it is a popularity contest, number one. But number two, you're not going to go out, take steroids, go on 60 minutes 10 times and say you didn't take steroids, go into the courtroom and say you didn't take steroids, and then get proven that you did, and then think you're going to get into the Hall of Fame? That's not happening, dude. It's not happening. So sorry, you know, Barry Bonds. Sorry, you know, you know, gambling degenerate Pete Rose. Sorry, Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. And then the next thing I want to address is everyone's like, oh, well, Bud Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. 
Bud Selig's in the Hall of Fame. How is Barry Bonds not in the Hall of Fame? Because Bud Selig didn't cheat. Bugs, Bud Selig didn't do all that stuff. Did, did Major League Baseball profit off of these guys hitting a bunch of home runs? Yeah, you're damn right they did. But the problem is, and this is what people don't like, those guys didn't cheat. Bud Selig no, didn't no. cheat, here's, dude. Here's, here's the truth about Bud Selig. He was a fantastic commissioner. Yeah. And did he facilitate steroid use? Sure. You could, I'm sure you could make that argument. But you know what he did do? He revolutionized the game. Bud Selig made owners as much money as they've ever made. He upgraded your TV product. Um, you know, the, the all-star game deciding home field advantage thing probably sucks. But Bud Selig was an innovator. Bud Selig made the game money. Bud Selig grew the, grew the game internationally. Yeah. Bud Selig it has an indelible, positive impact on the, on the history of Major League Baseball. Should Barry Bonds be in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. I would not vote for him. I think that Barry Bonds did a lot of irreparable harm to the game. I would more likely put Sammy Sosa in the Hall of Fame than, than, than Barry Bonds because people don't necessarily think of Sosa as a steroid user. You know what I think more people remember him as? The guy that ran out on 9-11 with the, the American flag. Mm -hmm. I think people remember that moment. I think Sosa and McGuire were critical to the growth and resurgence of Major League Baseball. Mm -hmm. The home run battle. I think they should both be in the Hall of Fame. The problem with Barry Bonds is he is an asshole. And he treated fans, media, ownership, teammates, he treated them so poorly that it, it, the popularity contest, you may not like it, but it is what it is. Yeah, it's just the reality of the situation. So, you know, we can bitch and moan about, oh, that's totally unfair and it's ridiculous and you can pitch a fit and everything, but it is what it is, dude. That's just the, the reality of the case. Yes, yeah, I agree. Greg Hawkins says, is steroids cheating? <coughs> I would tell you that I've had the great pleasure of covering Major League Baseball for a lot of my career. Yeah, specifically in the Bay Area, but also with the Cardinals. Covering the Giants, the Cardinals, the Cubs, the Dodgers, and the Angels. The, you know, yeah. like, I've covered a lot of quality teams. One of the most impossible things I've ever seen is a human being picking up a round wood bat trying to hit a breaking a major league pitcher's breaking ball let alone a fastball yeah i've never seen anybody do that better than barry bonds did and here's the thing now yeah. ho hold on one second yeah did barry bonds use steroids to cheat he did because the difference that steroids make is five feet of carry you're turning doubles into home runs what was barry bonds before he you know whatever the marker in time is what was Barry Bonds in Pittsburgh? An elite doubles hitter. What was Barry Bonds in San Francisco? An elite home run hitter. And by most accounts, he, he was synthetic. He was created. And he started hitting home runs. And I look at guys like Roger Clemens. You know the problem with Roger Clemens is I think, in my opinion, he used steroids. Linocaine and B12. But that whole thing was such a mess. I have never taken steroids. That whole thing was such a mess. And then I, I, I think the blight that it was on baseball. Never. The reason I would put McGuire in beyond the home run chase, the guy had Andrew, Andrew in his locker in his, throughout his career in St. Louis. Mark McGuire never tried to hide that. Mark McGuire is, is a largely a reason that we have the game we have today. 
I don't know. I I, I understand that that, opi- uh, that opinion is not well received. I get it. I get it. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, I think refraining from adding these guys to the Hall of Fame because of steroid use was an overreaction. I agree. You know what it was? It was the politically correct stance to take. That's what it was. And I think the argument around, hey, everybody was doing it at that time, so why are we punishing these guys? I agree with that, but at the same time, you know, it's not going to be uh, – Major League Baseball is never going to get down with saying, yeah, we've got a bunch of a bunch of guys who cheated in the Hall of Fame. They're, they're just – that's not going to happen. And, and, and I understand why people want Barry in the Hall of Fame. I yeah. get it, dude, but at the, you got to understand. They're not going to – Major League Baseball – puts the Hall of Fame on, like, a a heaven level, meaning, like, hey, you got to be, you know, your record's got to be good, you got to have the numbers, but you also got to be a humanitarian of the game. You know, you, you can't just be, hey, I hit a ton of home runs, and all of a sudden that makes me a Hall of Famer. And that's the thing about baseball. It is a people sport. It is a relational sport. So it's tough. But I also think that, on uh, generally speaking, this is not a good conversation for baseball. This is not something that, that, that helps the game, in my opinion. You know, the, the Hall of Fame, steroid, the whole dynamic is not something that, like, I'd rather be talking about, you know, the, the stars of the game now and, and what the game can do and what we're excited about. I'd love to be talking about that. But what do we have? We've got, we've got hey, why isn't Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame? We've got, why doesn't Major League Baseball want to pay its players? You've got all this negative stuff. So the next time you complain about what Bud Selig did for the game, just remember what the current commissioner is doing now and, more importantly, not doing now. Just remember that. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I, I don't think they ever get in. Yeah. I don't know. I You know, if I'm Major League Baseball, if I am the Baseball Hall of Fame, which is different than Major League Baseball, um, if I'm the, the Baseball Hall of Fame, I would create a steroid wing. I would. I, I think – you know, and this goes probably back to Pete Rose as well. I think you can't leave out the greatest players in the history of the game. You're not just going to erase them. I mean, yeah. USC USC won national championships because of Reggie Bush. It's cool you erased them from the record books. You know, like, I mean, they are part of history. But, like, so. to me, that situation's even worse because Reggie wasn't taking steroids. Reggie was taking money, right? Reggie was trying to do some things financially. And now what do we have, right? We've got NIL. So how are you, like, how are you not fixing that situation? Yeah. In 20 years, what will your first thought be when you talk about these guys? Well, with Barry Bonds, it's steroids always. It's always going to be steroids. With with Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, you know, A-Rod, uh, Roger Clemens. I think Andy Pettit, because he admitted it. Andy Pettit is my friend. I think that's... The, you know, he'll get – I think Andy Pettit gets in on some level, somehow, some way. I don't know. You know, not letting these guys into the Hall of Fame is like taking Lance Armstrong's titles away. Literally every cyclist was juicing. He was just juicing better, Brylark says. Yeah, I agree with that. That I might be true, that. but you don't get tickets when you when you don't get pulled over. Yeah. He got caught. He paid the price. Yeah. Um. All right. A couple other things I want to talk about. Yeah. Because we are always – as always, we're short on time. Mm-hmm. Um. No, I'm serious. You should call. Listen, if <clears throat> what did the comments say? The Jazz TV thing. I'm serious. If you don't have Direct TV, you, you're you're missing the Jazz. If you don't have Dish Network, you're missing the Jazz. I'm telling you right now. Call. <clears throat> I you. They don't advertise. They pay me nothing. Dish Pros are the best in the business. 
And I would call them. It is crazy that I have that number in my head. <coughs> 801-424-DISH. Call them. Tell them I want to watch jazz games. And they will. They can. <coughs> listen. <coughs> listen, Brylark. I, was it Brylark? I can't remember who. I want you to listen to me. If you are trying to watch the Jazz Nets game, call them today. Call them today. Jazz I'm Suns. I'm going to say this again. You're going to miss Jazz Suns tonight. The problem with Fubo TV is it's just an inferior product. I just it. Why are we <coughs> avoiding Direct TV? Can I just ask that question? I don't know because you're you're paying streaming to all these people, and Direct TV gives you streaming. They give it to you. Yeah. They give it to you. Yeah. Eight zero one four two four dish. Yeah. 801-424-DISH. Yeah. And I'm telling you that DirecTV is the way I would go. Mm-hmm. I'm a DirecTV customer, have been my entire adult life. Yeah. And I would absolutely talk about <laughs> – you guys are ridiculous. What are they saying? Talk about Jackson Dart. Announce Jackson Dart already. Yeah, well, it's not time to announce Jackson Dart yet, but <laughs> sorry. Ask Jackson Dart to announce Jackson yeah. Dart. Yeah, come on. Um, I watch jazz games illegally. That's one of four of my FBI watching the chat guys. I've okay. never taken steroids. Eric and Raleigh says Fubo lets you choose your local market. They do. I got Xfinity, NBA TV, and League Pass. Go Jazz. Yeah. 801-424-DISH. <laughs> uh, Gavin Dale says Xfinity has Jazz games as well. 801-424-DISH. I'm going to say this uh, again. <laughs> I want you to listen to me. Uh, the thing is, with, with NBA League Pass, yeah. you don't have to listen to Craig Bowler, Jack. Yeah, thank God. Not not right now, anyway. Next year, when they have a TV deal, I'm sure you'll have to. You're oh. casual. But right now, you can listen to the opponent's mark. Ian Eagle runs circles around Craig Bowler. So good. Like, if you're talking Nets, Ian Eagle does the, the yes broadcast for the Nets. So good. Not The Suns are not better than, well, I mean, anything's better than Craig Bowler, Jack. But, <laughs> I mean, I watch, on, the, I watch the competitor all day long with NBA League Pass. I get jazz games every ESPN channel, every conference channel with Fubo. I know. I'm not saying Fubo's bad. It's just not DirecTV. You're going to have a problem when you don't have DirecTV next year. 801-424-DISH. I'm going to say this again. 801-424-DISH. Uh, Xbox or PS5? Xbox all day. No questions about it. Are you surprised that, you know, essentially Activision, who's now owned by Microsoft, Mm-hmm is going to release exclusively they're going to release on PS5 even though they're owned by Microsoft. Yeah, so the word the word is is that Activision, you know, obviously the creator of Call of Duty is going to be releasing the next 3 um releases of Call of Duty on PlayStation 5. And it will come to Xbox, but the point is it's going to be only available on PS5 for a while or whatever, you know, you know how that process works. So Am I surprised? Uh, a little bit. Uh, I think what it signals to me is Microsoft didn't buy Activision for Call of Duty. Microsoft bought Activision for the metaverse and trying to do the metaversing. You know, that's that's what I think that signals. And and I'm curious as to what you know what the game plan is. Like, are we are we going to be Call of Duty in in the metaverse? Is that what we're doing? I don't know. You, you know, know, I I think so. Are you a are you a guy that is – do you like VR? Uh, mm, my friend has a VR, you know, has an Oculus or whatever. Uh, mm, no, I don't love it. You know, I don't love one enough to buy it yet. I think it's got potential. Oh, eBay. 
eBay the Sofa Surfer says doesn't matter. Gears of War is on Xbox, and that's all that counts. Well, that's true. See, and that's the thing. Are you, you know, a Gears fan? I'm not a Gears fan. My buddy is. I'm more of a Halo Call of Duty guy. Um, but you know, I think that uh, yeah, I like so I play. I have an Xbox One S. So like this is an Xbox Series X. Then you have the Xbox Series S. And then I have the generation before that, the Xbox One S. And so my thing just is, is like the quality of these units now is so good that that I don't think your average gamer has PS5s and Series Xs lying around. You know I what I mean? Agree. Like, I don't think the... 8K gaming! Yeah, I don't think your average 20-year-old Gen X or, or Gen Z or rather... Gen Z has the money to go out and pay 800 bucks for a PS5 from Target. I don't think that, you know? Yeah, Quentin Moyer says Halo Infinity is the best Halo it is. since it's Halo fire. Reach. It's fire, dude. It's fire. Brylark says <coughs> Call of Duty still releasing on PS5 because Activision still has to deliver contracts. Yeah. Microsoft doesn't just buy Activision. They buy their contracts. Clearly. And you said that earlier. Yeah, they bought. So Activision had an agreement with Sony to release before Microsoft bought Activision. So my point just is Microsoft bought Activision knowing that they're not, this isn't like some sign of surprise or development or something. Let's talk about fitness. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills stop squatting during the season. Mm -hmm. They do not do back squats where you have the barbell with a bunch of weight on your shoulders and you're squatting. Mm -hmm. Hey, by the way, they are the least injured team in the NFL this year. Yeah. And our good friend John Madsen, former Ute, former uh, Oakland Raider, mm-hmm. uh, was commented in a Business Insider story, which is super cool. Yeah. Um, but I agree. I don't squat on the regular. Do you even lift? I do, but I don't squat. What do you bench? And this is what we talk about. This is one of the things. <laughs> and, and what I want to talk about here real quick is ego lifting. Yeah. Because I think the squat is an ego lift. Because it's not necessary. I'll be honest with you. I think the overhead press is really necessary. I think it's a really important lift. Uh, I think dead deadlifting is important um, to a certain extent um, because I, I think those what's called compound lifts where you use multiple muscle groups and mm-hmm. I think those lifts are really important. I do not think that squatting is important. Why? Well, because I think you have variations that you can do as with every lift, but you have variations you can do. The Bulgarian split squat, you can do sumo squatting, you can mm-hmm. do like there's ways to do it where you don't have a barbell. Yeah. Did you have her order Betos? No, I ordered Betos. Cause I'm clutch. Wow. Jake ordered Betos. Mrs. Monty just walked in with a bag of burritos. That's my bitch. Anyway, my, um, word. my word. Uh, but I think you can do Bulgarian split squats. You can do other things yeah. to train your legs. Now, during the snowboarding season, I would not I would not squat anyway because I don't need to be doing a bunch of leg work while I'm snowboarding. Now, in the summer, spring, summer, fall, absolutely, we need to work our legs. But the Buffalo Bills prove my point. Ego lifting and lifting a ton of heavy weight is, is a mistake. Mm-hmm. And we talk about this with the bench press. Yeah, I don't see any need to bench press more than 225. As And I can do that usually between 8 and 10 reps. I'm trying to rep that out higher now. I have never taken steroids. I haven't. I take B12 and lidocaine. Mm-hmm. Uh, lidocaine and B12. It's my guy. <coughs> <coughs> I, I'm trying to rep out 225. And I'm trying to do that by, you know, doing, you know, the, the you know, lifting one max rep. And 
I'm getting there. Like I'm I'm regularly between eight and twelve reps on two twenty five. Mm-hmm. I don't see any any need as a forty eight about to be forty nine year old man yeah. to be lifting three plates. Yeah. There's- no, I mean I, I don't disagree with you and I think that, you know, I, I think everybody's fitness goals are obviously different based on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. But yeah, I, I tend to agree, you know, for your um, for your regular person who's not a Buffalo Bill or an NFL player or, you know, an athlete at like the highest level. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, squatting is, is so squatting is something that people enjoy, right? Squatting is something that you see a lot of people doing. And I think it's one of those lifts that really kind of gets you going. You know how, when you go to the gym yes. and you're like, Oh, it's shoulder day. So I'm just going to lift some dumbbells and it's kind of a more chill workout. You know, squatting is one of those where you really got to hype yourself up. You really got to get it but going. The thing about squats, the good thing about squats is they they pretty much, when you do a barbell back squat, it pretty much is every muscle group. Yeah. But it's really damaging to your internals. So your nervous system, you know, like your pulmonary system has to work very hard. Mm-hmm. But the other thing it does is, one, I think in football players, you have to really guard your back, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, you can't guard against injuries when you're back squatting. If you're if you're squatting 500 pounds, if you're a lineman, mm-hmm. you know, if you're a running back, Saquon Barkley is notorious for this. Like when you are when you're when you're a football player, you're lifting heavy weight. It, when something goes, it just goes. When you when you bol- blow a disc, when you tweak your knee, yeah. I cannot tell you how many times I have been squatting, and I have tweaked my right shoulder. I cannot tell you how many times when I've been squatting that, you know, I felt my knee tweak like that happens all the time to football players. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of professional athletes who don't or won't squat or won't do a back squat. They will. Bulgarian split squats is the the most obvious, readily available alternative to that. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be squatting. I'm just telling you. There's no reason to be squatting huge amounts of weight. Yeah, I think I think the squat is a good movement, but I don't think, yeah, I agree. I don't think you need to be doing tons and tons of weight. I, I think it's one of those movements to incorporate on a leg day, mm-hmm. but not one that I would be doing like probably, you know, like three and four plates on. Um, Giggity says, don't forget the hip thrusts every day. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do bidet squats as well, eBay the Sofa Surfer says. My wife is that does so? this. Yes. You know. Uh, Greg Hawkins says, squatting is one of the most important exercises you can do. It is the ultimate compound lift. That is true. Uh, it works every muscle group in the posterior chain. You don't, you don't, Go, have to, you don't need to go heavy. Yeah. He also says the bills refraining to squat during the season is different because squats also tax your nervous system, as I was yes. saying. And they're trying to keep athletes healthy since they're playing every week. Yeah. Squatting, deadlifting, bench pressing, pull-ups, and overhead press are the most important movements uh, for me. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think, I think the gains that we've had in overhead press, mm-hmm. you know, like bench pressing is an interesting thing. You have to have you have to have good lats like your back muscles. You have to have good obviously triceps. You have to have good upper chest. Um, you have to have a lot of different parts to go into a good the total bench package. Press. Yeah, and a lot of like you know, so you have to work different parts. Yeah. Overhead pressing will make you a better bench presser. It it will work warming up with with light lat and back work before you bench press will make you a better bench presser. And a lot of people don't don't understand that. Yeah. But what I'm telling you is, please don't ego lift. Nobody at the gym cares what you're lifting. And they're not going to pay for that hospital bill when you break something. Nobody cares what you're lifting. Yeah. You're not cool. It doesn't make you hipper. Yeah. B12 
be safe at the gym and trust me, you will see gains. I, I just, yeah, you will see gains. Uh, are you guys going to all-star next year at Vivint? Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, Brylark says hack squat is great. It is. If you're ego lifting squats, you're squatting wrong. Exactly right. Yeah. You, you need the thing about squats is you need the full motion. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, with squatting is like, it's not a movement that I, that I prefer to do alone, you know? So like no. when I go to the gym alone, which is pretty rare, but when it, when I do do it, I, I don't like to squat alone. I much prefer to do that in a group environment. Yeah. I would agree with that. Yeah. Gabe Ledley says, as a heavier dude, regular cardio and moving myself through life is enough of a leg workout for me. Yeah, I cannot tell you, dude, uh, snowboarding's fantastic. I yeah. just, I think it, it, you talk about legs and. I think abs the thing and, with legs that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, that first time, the first couple of times you go and do legs is going to be really hard. It yeah. is. But then once you start doing it, your legs respond really well and you can start really doing stuff. So. You know, if you're going to the gym regularly and you got chicken legs, I'd encourage you to, uh, you know, work on that. Uh, Fat Jesus says, everyone cares what I lift. I'm kind of a big deal. I agree. Well, you know. I agree. Can we all agree arm curls are the greatest? Yes. Yeah. Curls are for girls. Tries are for the guys. Yeah. Hey, there you go. You know, what are you curling these days? Dumbbell. Um, 40s. Yeah, I'm probably 40, 45. I love doing arms. Today is, we, we could do arms today. We could. We could. Okay. Anyway, Good I talk. mean, uh, we work out six days a week. Generally, well, during snowboarding, we snowboard two days, so generally we're in the gym five days a week. So, there you have it. Yeah. Make sure that you hit subscribe. Give us a thumbs up if you're here right now. Please, really appreciate you doing that. It helps the channel grow. Um, when we get to three thousand subs on this channel, we're going to give away this Xbox. Mm -hmm. When we get to five thousand followers on TikTok, we're giving away a PS5 on TikTok. You don't follow me on TikTok, you can't see me working out, bro. Yeah. Um, and other things. So make yeah. sure you uh, follow us on TikTok, The Monty Show. Make sure you shop our affiliate links. Maybe I'll put a, a, an affiliate link to a bidet. Yeah. Find a bidet. Maybe I'll do that. Yeah, do it. Our affiliate links are below, including your home COVID test. So check it out. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.